The entire team at the Emsolation Podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians and cultures of the lands and seas on which we live and work. We pay our respects to all First Nations peoples, elders and ancestors. We acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded and stand in solidarity towards a shared future. I personally want to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which I record this podcast every week, the Wurundjeri people. I recognise their continued connection to the land and waters of this beautiful place I call home. Always was, always will be. M. Luciano. With a smattering of blonde hair on the cheeks, but not too much around the butthole. If I could just tell you how stunning his bottom is. And Michael Lucas. You have a high capacity to feel a personal attack. This is Emsolation. Also, full respect for you calling yourself a 40-year-old, not a 40-something. Well done, well done, well done. Let's hold on to that. I'm younger than you, bitch. You are. You're in Emsolation. Well, hello there and welcome to Emsolation. My name is Em Rossiano. I'm a writer, a singer, a stand-up comedian, a maximalist power queen, a neurodiverse magic brain, a podcaster, and together with my best friend, screenwriter and podcaster, Mr. Michael Lucas, I bring you this very show. Well, hi. Do I sound fresh? Do I sound relaxed? I, I, I shouldn't, I, even after two weeks holiday, that would never happen. Yes, I'm here, my, fa- my tan fading, I have a nasty rash from sea lice, which is what you want before you're wearing a short frock at Australia's premier awards ceremony. I mean, I'm not attending the Logies. I'm going up as Michael's support person and I'm going to the after parties, but I did plan to wear a short dress, but it really truly looks like I have an exotic disease. I have bruises. Yeah, and it's my punishment for relaxing because that's what the universe does to me on the very last day and in Pork Douglas and Elio calls it Pork Douglas and no one is allowed to correct him and he was walking around saying, Pork Douglas is hot, mummy, Pork Douglas. And I would laser stare anyone who thought they might correct him. So you may all call Pork Douglas, Pork Douglas for the end of time. We've let go of Porty D because as soon as Elio said Pork Douglas, <laughs> I was like, Pork such a, it's such a fun, aggressive 80s word. Wasn't there a movie or a show called Porkies? Porkies? I'm sure there was a Porkies. It's so aggressive. Like, I remember, I remember when I was in school, that would, that would get thrown around. Oh, did you pork her? Like, how do you even pork someone? I don't understand. What, what, how did we go from what we call, like, when pigs have been turned into meat, into, like, sex? I probably should Google stuff like that before I wonder and pontificate on fucking podcast. And it's come from my son. Anyway, yay. So um, I've got a rash from the sea lice on the last day. But that's okay. Um, that's probably enough about my rash. It's so nice to be back. You're getting two episodes this week. We had so much to say. Obviously, the Logies are this Sunday. Michael Lucas's show, The Newsreader, is up for six nominations and Michael personally is up for two. It's really exciting. I We're both trying to keep a lid on, on just the possibility that there will be a Logie amongst he and I and don't worry, I will be walking around with it if he wins. Just expect so many novelty location shots. Like I'll be taking the Logie on a tour of the Gold Coast like it, and it will live at the Emsolation office. I mean, I haven't run that by Michael and he's listening now, but bitch, you know that thing's going to end up here, mate. So that's happening. We had to bring you two apps this week because we have Gold Logie nominee. Who am I going to say? 
Melissa Leong joining us. And you'll notice I was very careful how I said her last name because it turns out I've been saying her name wrong this whole time. She's my friend. She's been my good friend for a couple of years now and I have been saying her name wrong. But that's okay. You'll hear all of that on tomorrow's episode. Yes, Melissa came to the Emsolation Studios and sat face-to-face with Michael and I and we learnt, oh, you should hear about her dress. You will hear about her dress. It's her first red carpet with her very handsome partner, very lovely partner. This is their first big event together. She is the first woman of colour to be nominated for gold. Like, like, there's so much to talk about. So we're giving you a whole new episode, a whole bonus episode on Friday. Today's episode, though, look, I know it was a few days ago, but you were all really wanting us to dissect and dive into Britney Jean Spears' wedding. And, I mean, how could we not? And I it really delivered. I was so happy. Everything about that wedding was exactly what I didn't know I needed. From from the diamond G-string, which I get very hung up on, to the pumpkin coach, which I also get very hung up on, to the fact that her first dance was not with her husband. You'll hear who it was with. Just there were so many things I was so overstimulated and I just wanted to write her a thank you note. It was brilliant. We also talk about what's been going on with the Sydney Morning Herald and Rebel Wilson and also Lizzo has been in hot water. We get all across that. It's just so great to be back. All these things were happening while we were away. I mean, there was a whole cocaine scandal with our favourite footballer, Bailey Smith. We don't talk about that because there's no winners in that situation and I will say something like, I'm I'm not even going to speak. I think think his apology was great and I think he should be just allowed to keep playing football. That's all I'm going to say. I have no other comments on that situation. I um, am okay. I'm good. I'm getting ready to go away again. Who am I? I'm going away again. Elio was having terrible separation anxiety with me. I've had to start listening to podcasts from well-meaning, like, softly spoken American people. Uh, I've listened to three separation anxiety podcasts and you don't understand. As soon as he sees me even put on a pair of clean knickers, perhaps that is an inkling I'm about to leave the house. He's on me. He is on me. He's sticky spider. He follows me everywhere, hand on the back of me. And I have to start like saying, mummy's got to go. He calls the office house where we record the podcast, my office. I've got to go to the office house, but I'll be back soon. He's like, no, you're not going. You're not going. He just flat out says it. You're not going, mummy. I miss you. I'm sad. Oh my goodness. And I don't know what to do. And the podcast that I've been listening to, someone suggested that you have like a ritual phrase that you say, mummy's going, I'll be home soon, I love you. So I'm trying a ritual phrase. They also say to do like a 10-minute handover with the person that you're leaving your child with. But it's his father who's been there the whole time. But we, we, we're trying that where Scott comes in and he's with Elio and I for 10 minutes and it's kind of a gentle just like send off and I'm out. There's all sorts of things I'm trying. What was it? Oh, um, they said to have some kind of like handover object, you know, like a talking stick or a spirit stick where whoever's holding it is, is like looking after him. Elio would just take that thing and break it. He would not take it seriously. <laughs> But I'm off again to the Gold Coast this weekend and I'm feeling extremely anxious and a bit guilty, but it's fine. I have been at home on lockdown with them every day and my best friend is nominated for so many Logies and if I'm not there to embrace him, I won't recover. I'm just going to be such a good support, bitch. Like, you don't even know. I'm going to I'm gonna carry around everything he needs. I'll be, like, fending people off. I'll be looking for signs and signals if he's tired. I'm going to be like a pit crew at F1. I'll just be there ready to go. You know, so that's that's my plan for this weekend. Be very supportive. 
All right, that is enough from me. It's Have I said it's so great to be back? So great to be back. I will now um, throw to me... <laughs> which is what I do every week. Enjoy the chat. And don't forget, tomorrow you're getting a very special Logie edition with Gold Logie nominee Melissa Leung. Leung, fuck, cannot get it. Just, you know, it's not It's not because it's think, when things get stuck in my brain or in my crawl, they're just there for life and I, I don't know how to fix it. Oh, my goodness, I'm trying so hard and I'm just like I've just been thinking so much about so many things. Like I've got my National Press Club address coming up and now I've got to start actually writing that. I was always like once the tour is over and now the tour is over and I've got to sit and write it. <laughs> so much responsibility. We're going to have to do a whole podcast app and how I'm battling about the responsibility of this speech and all the people I feel like I need to represent, but really I just want to represent myself and my kid. Um, but that's another podcast for another time. Yay, let's talk about Britney's Diamond G Poo Banger. Play the music. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. This is M. Salation. Michael Lucas back facing each other once more. And as we've said multiple times this week, there are so many things that have occurred. It has been a bumper week for our Venn diagram of interests. It really has, politically, <laughs> pop musically. Yeah, truly. And as we, what was, what were you going to say? You stopped yourself saying something. I was about to say it's been an absolute pop culture ejaculation, but I, then I, I pulled myself in. Why? Thank God I didn't say it. Can you please it. say that? Because we will use that in our opening intro. Look, say it. I've had a couple of weeks just in normal, polite society. What? But I it has indeed. You stopped yourself from saying that. That phrase, please say it. Sorry, it's yeah. been an absolute pop cultural multiple ejaculation. It's been a veritable orgy. Hi, gay. So, yes. It could have been straight. I didn't say. <laughs> I could have been a heterosexual. I don't ever think a straight man would say it's been a pop culture ejaculation. <laughs> and if you did, I would have questions. <laughs> I would have lots of questions. On June 10th, in the year of our Lord 2022, Brittany Jane Spears. It's Brittany, bitch. Married Sketchy Sam at her Thousand Oaks home, surrounded by what can only be described as a Michael Lucas ejaculation circa 2020, <laughs> 20, 2001, I think would be a fair call. Well, I My think some stretched back even earlier than that. <laughs> <laughs> now, I want to remind everyone, Brittany met Sketchy Sam on the set of her Slumber Party music video. Oh, now, sacred from the start. Oh, I mean, no red flags. Yeah. Straight off, great. <laughs> I just want to identify that his first name is not Sketchy. That's what M has given her. Let's just say it's lucky she wasn't there and it's lucky that the priest didn't con look directly at her for any objections. <laughs> oh, mate. She has them. Oh, I do not trust Sam Asgardi. I have yes. my reasons. <laughs> Is that his last name? Asgardi? No, I was saying Sam Dastiari, who was the no, former disgraced Australian worse. politician. Isn't it Asgari? 
I think you're right. Oh, I don't care. It's Sketchy Sam in my household. Hashtag Sketchy mm, Sam. Mm. Even Elio knows Sketchy Sam. I noticed that none of the divas that attended took a stab at his last name. They're all just saying, you and Sam look so happy. <laughs> they don't know his last name. No. It doesn't matter to them. No. It doesn't matter to Britney. I don't even know if Britney knows it. He's Sam Spears now. I saw way more pictures of her with the other women there than any with him. I'm glad you brought that up because her first dance was not with Sketchy Sam. Her first dance was with Selena Gomez and Madonna to Toxic. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Followed by Stars Are Blind by Paris Hilton with Paris Hilton. Oh. I mean... They did, she did like a version with Madonna later. Of course. Well. What more do you want from Britney Spears' wedding? Her first dance is with Madonna and Selena Gomez to her own song, Toxic. Yeah. Not a great start to a marriage. No. But perfect choice in every other respect. I yeah. Mm. The only other thing I wanted was a fucking live stream. Would have been great, but oh, thankfully mate. so many people were filming. There was a live stream earlier in the day when Jason Alexander, uh, not George Costanza, another Jason Alexander, who Britney was married to for 55 hours, and I cannot believe that that amount of time is in the consciousness of society. It's woven in the fabric. Yeah. If you asked anyone over the age of 25 how mm-hmm. long was Britney Spears married to her first husband, 55 hours, people just know it, <laughs> don't they? It's bizarre. Someone somewhere at TMZ counted it up mm. and forever in the consciousness of anyone who is remotely interested in pop culture, 55 hours. <laughs> Jason Alexander, not George Costanza, the one she went to primary school with, the one that was her first love, the one who has never been married since and says, Britney Spears is my first wife and I'll never have another wife and I'm in love with her. Mm. So he broke into her house. I have questions. Many. And um, live streamed it all and was walking around saying, where's Brittany? Where's Brittany? Hey, where's Brittany at, bro? I'm Jason Alexander, first husband. Jason has since said that Brittany invited him there, which I don't doubt. Oh, so she invited him there because she, what, the implication is that she wanted a bit of media attention, she wanted some scandal. There is no way this yokel, this kid, this man who, look, I don't want to make assumptions about a person's IQ but I don't know that he's the sharpest pencil in the Derwent box. Yeah. I find it very hard to believe. <laughs> Thousand Oaks is a gated community. With To even get into the, the compound of all the other houses, to even <laughs> enter into that place, there is multiple security, right? Sounds disturbingly like you've looked into it a of bit. Of course I have. And then he's managed to get through the first, the gated, mm. and then he's managed to get through her own personal security, which, by the way, heightened on her wedding day. Look. They're like SWAT teams were dedicated to this. Yeah. This guy holding up his stupid iPhone, announcing he's 10 minutes out, he managed to get in the house in an empty room that was partially decorated. Oh. And then um, was like walking and walking around asking where she was and then finally someone tackled him and took him out. Wow. I, well. I'm sorry. This, this was set up. I, res- I respect it. He got clicks, she got headlines. Everyone's happy. It. She didn't need any additional no. ones, though. No. Her guest list had everything that you could possibly want. Her guest list didn't require surnames. Let's be honest. <sighs> That's true. You say their first names. You, you do it. Who we got? We got. Donatella. Mm-hmm. It's either a Ninja Turtle or it's... <laughs> either way, I'll take it. <laughs> either way. Um, yeah. Next on the list would be Paris. Yeah. And I'm going in order of the picture, the famous picture. Yeah. Next on the list would be Britney herself. The yes. shoe, that was where she stood. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, Madonna had to be dead centre wearing glasses, of course. Of course. Then Selena. Mm-hmm. Then Drew. And you and I have discussed at length, we genuinely feel, and we say this with so much love, that only one of those women were there as a, a true friend. <gasps> Paris. <laughs> oh, 
I think Paris is probably the person that's actually been, like, on the end of the line the most. <laughs> the others I'm intrigued by. Do you think there's a chance Paris Hilton is... Britney Spears as Michael Lucas. That's hot. Oh, God help it. That explains a lot. That's all I'd say. If that's the tethering. Well, Paris has her own podcast, as I discovered today, mm. and she spoke about having to, well, have a listen. And by the way, maybe pull your car over as you're about to listen to Paris because you may fall asleep listening to this woman and uh, what she calls a podcast. <laughs> I was actually asked to DJ uh, for the president and all of the other presidents from around the world for the dinner. But this was more important to me. And I'm not going to go into any details because it was the princess bride's night and that's her story to tell. But all I can say is that I am just so incredibly happy for her. So there you go. Uh, Paris has decided to not to not DJ for all the presidents around the world. And then in my mind, there's this old white guy rave happening somewhere that we didn't know about for the heads of state. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to DJ for Joe Biden and all the other presidents <laughs> around the world, but I chose Britney's wedding. <laughs> that is a remarkably good impersonation. And so I did feel close to sleep. I put so much effort into this podcast. Mm. And this one just lays in her bed with her eye with her earbuds, what are they called, the ones, the psychos? Airpods. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, yeah, yeah and I did. Then she gets like a bajillion downloads. But anyway, yeah. she's a true friend. <laughs> she turned down Joe Biden and all the other presidents. presidents. Couldn't, couldn't Boris Johnson who. and Emmanuel Macron. Who <laughs> they knows? would go off. Imagine. <laughs> oh, my God. Who's the, the Canadian president again, the prime minister? Justin? Oh, he's got COVID at the moment, but Justin Trudeau. Tops yeah. off for Tops Justin. Off. <laughs> <laughs> Take it off. Take Look, off. we have a Prime Minister at the moment who would not need Paris because he himself is a professional DJ. Elbow. Oh, he's worked true. as a DJ. It's true. And he and Jacinda gave each other vinyl oh. as their official state gifts. That's so he true. gave her powder finger and spider bait. Mm, <laughs> not putting those on to have a, a good dance, are you? Not going on the D floor if you hear a bit of It's nothing like I stars even, are blind. My happiness. What a banger. <laughs> just makes me want to dance. So um, Paris, we feel, well, we did feel was maybe the only one there that has taken the dark phone calls. I think so. I, I, it feels like I was surprised when I saw Madonna and Britney throughout the years how many things, because it's more than just the kiss. There mm. was She's appeared on tours a bit, and I wonder whether... I wonder whether they were in contact in the dark times. Because remember Ellen revealed afterwards that Madonna was contacting her constantly when she was coming out and it was all private and everything. Mm. So maybe mm. she was. Mm. You Are you angling that maybe Madonna is her Michael Lucas? I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> you know, wait, wait. Madonna you doesn't have enough time. No. <laughs> what were you saying? Something sprung into my mind and I have to go back to it. What were you talking about, like, before then? And I went on a side quest thinking about you and Madonna, mesh, your faces meshing. No, what were you talking about before Madonna? Oh, ADHD oh. medication draining from um, my body. We were talking about that she took the, that Paris took the late night call. She no, was the and then only after one. that? I oh went. God. I said, "Does it well? They've appeared together a lot. They're yeah. not just." The Do kids. you think that Gaga 
is sitting at home crying a delicate tear because Britney has the relationship with Madonna that Gaga wants with Madonna. Aren't you so glad I went back to this side quest I wanted to take you on? Yeah, it's it's a really it's fascinating territory. Don't it's a landscape think? I want to be frolicking mm-hmm. in. I, I think a lot of people would have been pretty upset that they weren't on that list. I mean, Christina Aguilera, that's a that's a hell of a slap down that she mm-hmm. wasn't there. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously Justin was never going to be there. Well, let's talk about the fact that Jamie Spears, Lynn Spears and Jamie Lynn Spears were mm. not there. Mm. But Lynn Spears, Shady, wrote a lengthy Instagram comment underneath Britney's photo of her and Sketchy Sam and wrote, You look radiant and so happy. Your wedding is the dream wedding and having it at your home makes it so sentimental and special. I'm so happy for you. I love you. Lots of exclamation marks. Probably could have texted that, Lenny. Probably didn't need to put it publicly. (laughs) <laughs> what kind of statement is that? Yeah. Mm. Mm. What well, are we she doing? probably did send a text. I hope she did. Yeah, but why are we... She's probably blocked, to be honest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd say so. I can't believe someone in that family would just be doing something for public recognition and show. <laughs> <laughs> so Donatella was there because she did design all the looks. She made a sketchy Sam suit mm-hmm. and she also... Uh, Britney's main wedding gown, but Britney also had three looks for the... She did. ...post-nuptial celebrations. Mm. And one thing that keeps coming up is the fact she, the one particular outfit keeps getting spoken about and it was a black short kind of tuxedo dress mm. and no pants. It looks like she's nude. Yes. And she's clarified very publicly saying, I was wearing a diamond G-string mm. underneath my jacket. Mm. I just love finding new places to wear diamonds. I have a lot of problems with this idea and I just want to state from the offset before we go down the diamond G-string rabbit hole <laughs> that the... The idea of the diamond G-string is far superior to the reality of the diamond G-string. <laughs> and that's saying something because I don't think it's such a great idea. So, <laughs> Well, it's a thing, right? Because yeah. Kourtney Kardashian just married Travis Barker mm-hmm. and Dolce & Gabbana did that wedding and she too had a diamond-encrusted G-string with Travis's name <laughs> emblazoned across it. Crust being an appropriate Correct. word in there. And that inlays the rub. Why would she want shit diamonds? I think it's more of a, Why would she abrasive want... chafe than a rub. <laughs> it's, an anal, it's an anal, like, tear, fissure. Mm, mm. Why are we putting diamonds near an anus? Mm. Like, I don't understand. No one's going to see it. Like, unless you've got some kind of, like, peekaboo ass cheek situation, chaps, unless you're wearing wedding chaps, you are not going to see the strand of diamonds running inside your poop shooter. And by the way, unless you are bleached, hairless, and, like, you've got a douche before you. Who wants to douche before putting on underwear? And it's not underwear. If you get any kind of discharge, it is dripping down your leg. There is no safety net on your day of days. Why would you want to be wearing... What if you got your period unexpectedly? Because as we know, I get my period, it just explodes when I'm stressed. What's a diamond G-string going to catch? Oh, it's fucking throwing a hurricane at a spider web. What's the point? <laughs> it does provoke the question, what is underwear? What is the purpose of it? Because I'm pretty sure that's achieving absolutely... Might as well have cracked glass as you <laughs> on a string. It'll be cheaper. <laughs> and, and, and honestly, achieve the same effect, quite frankly. Hmm. So everyone's talking about the diamond G-string, the diamond G-string. No. It's not, on my day of days, I'll be wearing a tight pair of Nancy Gansers. I will have a gusset. I will have multiple gussets. There will be nary a diamante near my vagine. Why? I don't understand. Some people have too much money. 
If you are <laughs> custom ordering from La Perla a mm. diamond encrusted poo string, mm. you have too much money. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I loved. You, yeah, go. No, don't hold back. Well, when removing it as well, oh, like, it's that. a bit of a talk mystery box it. situation when you're removing it because, like, well, who you know, I mean. And what are you yeah. doing? You're getting out your little eyeglass and going, oh, what's that? <laughs> Hearing something extreme, she's rubbing the mic. I'm I'm recreating. So she's got a. So only jewelers can. I mean, no jewelers paid enough. Mm. You take your ring to get cleaned. Imagine rocking up with your G banger after your wedding night. So you can't just get whack cleaned. a diamond G string. Not in the washing. In the wash. No, you can't put on a delicate cycle. No, can't chuck in some cold water. Omo, cold power. Fuck no. It's diamonds, diamonds have to have a special cleaning diamonds. procedure. So you wow. have to literally take your diamonds to your jeweller to get mm. cleaned. Mm. Imagine rocking in with that. Just putting mm. it down. <laughs> just clean. Oh, just can you just, there's, there's a bit of shit just on there. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh. No one has paid enough to clean a diamond G-string. No, it's not okay. My favourite aspect, though, was the pumpkin coach. Now, oh. if you recall, when Cath Day and I got married, she had a pumpkin yeah. coach. Yeah. Is Cinderella stupid, Kim? What? She had a pumpkin-style coach and she lived happily ever after. Read your history books, Kim. And Britney Spears had a white pumpkin coach. The choice to go with a full-out... Fairy and she's getting married at exactly, home, by the way. Yeah, like, yeah. where's the coach taking her to? She's around the roundabout in her front <laughs> <laughs> Just cutting laps around the roundabout in her driveway. <laughs> she was under a very strict conservatorship. She probably has a degree of agoraphobia. <laughs> I want to know... Okay, so those, the fairy godmothers of pop culture that surrounded her, mm. each one of them was wearing a very distinct dress. There was no common colours or anything. Is there coordination or was that just pure luck? I think luck. Madge had multiple colours on. She did. She was of the rainbow. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I think that was just... Right. Yeah. I'd... I've read a whole breakdown of oh, how they're me. redefining wedding wear. Oh, that the the Holy Trinity, the Holy Godmother. Yeah, because like there's this theory of like <laughs> there's this But theory. they weren't the official bridesmaids. They didn't walk no, they, down the aisle. Oh, who cares who the bridesmaids were? I mean, they, they didn't were, have any. They're beyond bridesmaids. Oh, yeah. They're deities oh, around her. But uh, yeah, I, apparently, so, so I read with wedding wear as a woman, your goal is to not sort of upstage the bride in any sort of way. And it's clearly like that was out the window for all of them. They were all wearing like oh, no, I perfect gave that, I'm surprised Madonna didn't come in a fucking wedding gown, to be honest. I would have respected <laughs> it. Me too. I just love we have seen like a couple official photos of Sketchy Sam and the rest have been... What, what we want to He say. knows his place, and I think that's the secret to the success of that marriage, of that relationship to date. It's true. He does know his place. He does. <laughs> um, so what have we got? The pumpkin courage we've covered. I'm just checking on my nose. I don't want to miss anything. Um, Da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, no, nah, that's it. Recreated the kiss, of yeah. course. Oh, Madonna and Britney recreated the kiss from the MTV Amiss Court. And also... Completing Christina's absolute just being written out of that whole chapter of history. It's like it never happened. <laughs> Oh she God. wasn't there. That's, do you think that's exactly the reason why Brittany didn't invite her? I respect that too. No, because remember, we covered it. When, I know, when... but I thought they'd made up because Christina publicly said about Brittany, no woman should have to go through this, this is awful, da-da-da-da-da. I didn't realise there'd been another spat mm. after that. Mm. I didn't realise. That was the one person missing. That, that would have just completed, like, I would have just, I would have been dead. If Christina yeah. had been there... That would have been amazing. I would have been more interested if Justin Timberlake had been the one to break in and live stream. That would have been yeah. more believable, Kate to be honest. wasn't there, I presume. No, the Suns didn't go oh, either. Also, weren't there only 60 people there? Mm-hmm. This is pretty exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. I hope that's the reason why. Oh, poor Brittany. Anyway, we wish her all the best. We I mean, thank her as well for truly 
making so many of our dreams come true. With yeah. That. She did it for us, I feel partially. Yeah. And Everyone's we are happy. Grateful. Yep. <laughs> Except for the diamond G string situation. Everything else, tick, tick, tick. It was so great. Thank you so much, Brittany. <laughs> M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. This is M. Salation. All right. Magical. <sighs> Take a breath. Lizzo. Right, bitch. <laughs> Lizzo's been in hot water. And I, this is the first time, I would say. Don't you think she has? She's, she's not. Been, she's absolutely been the darling of of the Twitter sphere. Mm. She rarely puts a foot wrong. She's always on the right side of issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. but she has had a rocky week this week. Mm. I'll let you take the lead on this story. She's released her new song, and now I'm going to have to pronounce the title, and I'm going to sound like the whitest person in the world. Girls. No vowels. G R A follow up to a smash hit that I've already forgotten. What's the title? It's Bad Bitch. The clock, yeah, it's thick. 30. Uh, it's about damn time. About damn time? Yeah, yeah. which has been an absolute Total smash, pop. so a lot of pressure on. I think this is a bop too. You're a little bit cooler mm, But I think second single has to be a bit... You have to take us back down again for the third single smash. So I'm excited right. for the next one because... She's taking us on a ride. Generally, the third single is often times better than the first. Yeah. So they... they I mean, they, they, they have strategies behind these things. Yeah. But she has released... Yeah, and the chorus is a lot of where my girls, where my girls at, mm. which is just made for a call and repeat in a stadium yeah, and it's all ready to go and mm. I'll be there and mm. we'll be screaming we'll it. We'll be there. But the opening verse had these lyrics, hold my bag, bitch, hold my bag. Do you see this shit? I'm a... And then a slur. Yes, an ableist slur and it was instantly picked up upon. Instantly. As soon as the song came out, mm. disability activist and disabled people educated her. And, mm-hmm. and I'll be honest... People were pretty fair. Like, they, they didn't yeah. abuse her or call her names. Like, And I think Lizzo's fostered that kind of attitude towards her, that I think people genuinely wanted to give her the chance to right her wrong. That's right. I also want to point out the incredible double standard because if you were to go and scour through many of her male counterparts' songs... Oh, yeah. You'd be finding some pretty fucking offensive language. And I want to know where the policing of them is. Mm. While I agree with the policing of Lizzo here with this particular word, there are whole songs called Bitches and Hoes. Well, but then again, her brand is that, you know, that she's she's an inclusive and progressive force in the world. Yeah, but I would just and like to see no, now that true. we know that yes. people are capable of holding famous people to account, let's do the same thing for the men. No, of course, of course. But part of her appeal is, of course, that she offers, you know, she shines a light of mm. representation about ne- on neglected groups. And she's, but she's, yeah, she's also was, led the way in fucking fixing it. It was an interesting thing because a lot of people, there were people piping up going, oh, don't cancel Lizzo. And a lot of people calmly clarify we're not cancelling her. We, we, we're just questioning this choice that she's made. And, and we're giving hoping, her a chance. Yeah. And she took the chance. Yeah. So she withdrew the song and replaced it, rewrote the lyrics. And she, her note was... By the way, withdrawing a whole song that has been remastered, edited, yeah. recorded, put out onto every platform, sucking it back out of the universe is not an easy thing. And she fucking did it... Straight away. And also I'd be wondering whether it was already printed on vinyl and stuff like that, which it yeah, could well have been. of course it was. But she wrote, it's been brought to my attention that there is a harmful word in my new song, 
girls. <laughs> That's the harmful <laughs> word for me so far. Sorry, my delivery of it. <laughs> Let me make one thing clear. I never want to promote derogatory language. As a fat black woman in America, I've had many hurtful words used against me, so I understand the power words can have, whether intentionally or, in my case, unintentionally. Mm. So then, yeah, she said that she's going to release a new version. She said, this is the result of me listening and taking action as an influential artist. I'm dedicated to being part of the change I've been waiting to see in the world. Boom. That is how you apologise and make amends. And walk away, I would say, having burnished respect in her. 100%. She can listen, she can take a note, she can do the right thing. And at no point did we hear Lizzo say, I'm sorry if what I wrote offended you, I didn't mean to. Mm, There was mm, none of that. mm, She mm. accepted responsibility, she educated herself, she accepted responsibility, she made the chains. Mm. She moved on. Mm. Do you know how many people need to take that note? Mm. Pretty much every single famous person who's ever had to apologise. <laughs> yeah. And the editor of the Sydney Morning Herald. <laughs> Segway. The editor of the Sydney Morning Herald, Rebel Wilson. Wow. Now, full disclosure, you have been friends with Rebel for a very long time. You know Rebel. She knows you. Yeah. You're um, fond of each other. Mm. But we love and support Rebel. Even I mean, I've, I've met her twice, I think. We know her. But that aside, even if we didn't, we would be completely on her team. Oh, totally. Regardless. As I'm happy to see, everyone seems to be globally. Every single person. And this story has blown up, by the way. So if you're not aware, Sydney Morning Herald journalist Andrew Horny. Hornery. Horny. (laughs) Oh, it is hornery. Oh, I thought it was horny. He's a gay guy. Oh, cornery. Doesn't matter. He is in lots of trouble. It doesn't matter. He has had to, like, put his Twitter profile on private. Mm. It was strange. You first sent me the article Mm. saying that she had come out and it all seemed like it was very much on her terms. So she debuted the relationship with the new girlfriend. It was a lovely post, a very quintessentially rebel post. She said, I thought I was looking for a Disney prince. Maybe I was looking for a Disney princess. It was a great picture. Rebel is actually a Disney. She's part of Disney lineage. She's a descendant. She has uh, unlimited entry to Disneyland, just so you know. Um, Yeah, and it seemed great. But then Andrew Hornery, unprompted, like it wasn't, he wrote a column and he was shitty because he said that he at the Sydney Morning Herald... No, wait, didn't... After that article came out, yeah. didn't it somehow get out that... No, he offered, He wrote it. Wait. Yeah. He told people? He printed it in a column. He wrote a column about how he was pissed off. This is a second side column to the original yeah. column. No, no, no. The, no, so basically what had happened, he... People have known for a while in circles that she was dating this woman Mm. and he was hoping to break the story. So he contacted her people and said, we know that this is happening and would Rebel like to comment? um, We have enough to go to print. We have enough to go to print and we've got 48 hours before we have to do, let us know. And And by the way, he was going to go to print regardless. That was the implication of the message. And so Mm. Rebel saw that and... And I, and she's now said, you know, it was a really difficult situation and decided to claim it herself. Um, so all that had happened without us knowing. We just saw the initial post. But then he writes this column where basically he's shitty. He's, they've withdrawn the column now. But he, he said basically, you know, we approached her and we gave this deadline and then she decided to gazump us. 
<laughs> Which, and then he said, given the way that she's complained about media in the past, he said, we, he basically said, we'd given her an opportunity to respond, like wanting congratulations for just not outing her, like wanting to say, well, yeah, we gave her a heads up and then she gazumped us. And then he actually said, which was in our view, underwhelming. He criticised her for um, coming out herself as opposing to as opposed to letting his column do it. That is so wild. Wild, wild. On so many levels. Yeah. Like what gives him the right to think he has ownership over someone's coming out? I know. First of all. And yeah. what, he's unhappy that she didn't use a clickbaity enough headline? Imagine then criticising the same person's coming out. I know. Look, he was saying, and this was what was complicated and strange about it, he was saying that they would have taken the same approach if she was in a relationship with a man, as though it's the same thing. And and it is true in our culture that when celebrities hook up or take on a new partner, often they don't get any say in whether it comes out. Like, you know, when J-Lo and Ben were hooking up, we were we're right there, like clicking on it all. That's true. That is standard for gossip columnists. That's the case. They're, they're, they're going to run with it no matter what. However, I think it, as reality, much as there's progress, yeah, to, to when it's a same-sex relationship and it's the, the person's first and it's potentially outing them, that is a really different situation and the consequences could be really different. We don't know where she was at in terms of, you know, whether she was, how she was, whether she was ready to. I mean, clearly she was hurried into it, whether she wanted to or not. She was, her hand was forced. And it's in- incredibly complicated. We, like, we don't know whether all her family knew, mm. all her partner's family. And, and yeah. the fact that he is a gay man, mm. forcibly outing another member of the LGBTQI plus mm. community, it's violence. It's lateral violence. Mm. Th- that is, it is, a, it is a violent act to forcibly out someone, especially, and I've seen it happen to a few of my friends, you can't take it back. You can't, mm. There's nothing you can do. And if that person's not ready, the implications for them are lifelong. Oh, no, and, there's like, and, and, and coming out is not like it's a one-step process. No. There's circles of things and I, I certainly know that Rebel is someone that is very close to grandparents and everything and I certainly hope that that was all done already so they didn't have to find out about it at all in a hurry in, a, in on a timeline that she didn't want. But there was no way they could have known. But then what made it worse was in the initial aftermath, they doubled down mm. and the editor... Um, Bevan Shields wrote, uh, basically, both re- initially refused to apologise and and then, yeah, he basically wrote this thing sort of saying this was standard operating procedure. And then he wrote something like, we asked Rebel for a response and we would have been guided by that response, sort of implying like, well, if she'd come back and said, I've got a problem with this, we might have stopped. But that, like, she... That's not how it would have landed on no her. No way. And they should have known that. Yeah, absolutely. And it has been brought up multiple times that the Sydney Morning Herald were the newspaper that outed the 78ers, the, the, yeah. the, the men and women who marched on Oxford Street, who fought, you know, the, before Mardi Gras happened mm. in 78, there was a very violent protest that happened mm. and the Sydney Morning Herald chose to write names and addresses of the 78ers. Mm. They, have later, they later apologised for that, like decades later. Mm. So I want to point that out that they did apologise for doing that, but it doesn't take back the damage it did at the time. Mm. So that there's precedent for this newspaper doing that mm. and this publication doing that. Mm. And I, I don't know, I can't, I'm sitting here saying it's a Fairfax, I, I mean, if you had said to me this was Murdoch Press, I would have been, oh, of mm. course. But it's, it's not. No, I know. It's actually not. 
Well, and there's been a lot of things about the decline of the Fairfax press of late and, and I mean, all print media is struggling. Um, but there was that time when Fairfax was listing the the actions by the rail workers in Sydney as a strike when it wasn't a strike yeah. and all that sort of stuff. And it's just another thing. The uh, media used to be there to hold government accountable, right? Mm. That stopped happening because of the monopoly that is going on in this country with our giant media outlets. Mm. And so now the media, they can't report on the people they used to be able to report on and hold accountable and educate us on. Now they just kind of have to go for this clickbaity bullshit mm. that it's it, someone's sexuality isn't a news story. No, totally. And it does make you think as well about, I mean, uh, basically for a public figure, unless their relationship status has a direct impact on us. Like, so for example, like Barnaby Joyce, is that is the yeah. situation that we should have been aware of. Absolutely. But outside of that, when is it okay? And it does make you think of this culture of gossip columns and everything like that. I do think that, that, that in, in the case of outing someone is in its own really sensitive um, mm. category. But just in general, yeah, what are, we, what are we doing? What are we doing? It's not okay. But anyway, she seems happy. That, like, the mm. relationship seems to be going well, so hopefully some good will come from this. Look, that's it for this little part of the podcast. You're going to be getting two episodes this week coming up very shortly. Well, it'll come out Friday. You're going to get this episode Thursday. You're going to get mine and Michael's chat with Melissa Leung. You say Leung. I'm going to ask her. Leung. I've always said Melissa Leung and she's my friend and I'm going to ask her properly. I'm going to ask her. You'll hear that. She's up for a gold (laughs) Logie. Obviously, Michael is up for six Logies. The Logies are this weekend. We needed to do a special Logie special special. So We um, need to beg for your votes and we will. Yeah, we will. So that'll come out tomorrow. Uh, Michael, thank you so much. Thank you, Amelia. (laughs) Okay, bye. That was so formal. I'm very formal. Okay. (laughs) This is Emsolation. All right. Well, that's it. We will... Guys, we'll hear you tomorrow. That's, yes, 6am. We'll be back with Melissa from MasterChef. I'm not even going to say her last name because I've just got so much anxiety. <laughs> I hate it when people can't say my name. It's, it's not, a, it's just, it's bad. It's my brain. Thanks for listening. Remember to vote. I'll say that so many times tomorrow. And uh, remember to follow us on social media. My child and my daughter does all the socials. It's at Emsolation Podcast. Sign up for the newsletter. It's a companion to the episode. Why wouldn't you? You get all sorts of fantastic information and things to watch and read. And I always love recommendations like that, which I usually ignore because I don't like to be told what to watch. But then if I like the person, because I like Ben, I always watch what Ben tells me to watch. So I highly recommend Ben Wosley, I'm speaking of, who is our executive producer and also the author of the newsletter, the stunning newsletter that gets delivered every week. Um, That's it from me. I'm really frazzled. I can't concentrate. Why can't I concentrate? I had a facial today and my face is stinging so much. I had microdermabrasion where they basically like vacuum your face and they're like, oh, it might sting a bit later. I'm like, no, I'm so tough. I have such a high pain threshold. Turns out I do not. My face is burning. I got a facial because of the logies of this weekend. And like, I've got the sea lice and all the rash. And I feel like if my face is glowing, people won't look at the rash on my legs. Oh my God, my bro- why did I take my medication today? I don't think I did. That would explain so much. All right. <laughs> Poor Diva sitting out there going, what is she doing? That's it. Here tomorrow morning. There's going to be a lot of Logies content this weekend. You better believe it or there'll be none. You know me, no middle ground. There'll be none or there'll be too much. And that's it. 
Bye. Emsolation with M. Rossiano is a Spotify exclusive podcast recorded at Down the Hill Studios, hosted by M. Rossiano with Michael Lucas, executive produced by Benjamin Wosley, produced by M. Rossiano, edited by Ezekiel Fenn at Entente Music, with videos by James Henderson, socials by Marcella Rossiano Barrow, with assistance from Jem Evans and Georgia Watts, plus occasional off-a-shelf installs and flat-pack wrangling from M's dad, Vincey. Get more Emsolation by following us on Instagram at Emsolation Podcast. You can also sign up for our weekly newsletter. Join other Emsolators of the Emsolation Group on Facebook. The answer is Harry Styles. And please, take the time to share this podcast with a friend and make sure you're following us on the Spotify app by hitting the follow button. Thanks again for taking time out to listen to this week's episode and we look forward to chatting with you again soon.